0: Hello, and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Seavers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we begin Season 6, entitled Maxwell Field Letters. Maxwell Field in Montgomery, Alabama, a car's ride from his home in Birmingham, is the installation where Stanley will continue his training as an air cadet. He is now to begin his pre-flight work for pilot school. Maxwell Field Letters will follow Stanley's writing through each week of his pre-flight training and testing, and each week will be an episode, Season Seven will be entitled, Lakeland Letters. Stanley writes his first letter from Maxwell Field on a logo letterhead, dated Saturday, January 30th of 1943. Dearest ones, I'd give a million dollars to see the expressions on your faces when you receive this Yes, I'm actually stationed at Maxwell Field and will be here for the next nine weeks. It's such a lucky break that I still can't believe it's true. Of course, you realize I couldn't write you before now, as I was on shipping orders since Monday, and no letters or phone calls were permitted. 800 of us, all pilots, left Nashville yesterday at 5 p.m. after standing in the snow for four hours. About a half hour from Nashville, we were told our destination was Maxwell. You can imagine my joy. It was an all-troop train and a horrible ride. The worst part of it all was standing in the l n station in Birmingham and not being able to call you. It was all of 20 minutes that I was there, but orders prohibited anyone from leaving the train. At two this morning, I got my first glimpse of Maxwell from inside of the place. And frankly, I didn't nor have as yet seen much of it as the upperclassmen began the hazing immediately upon our entering the field. Believe me, they really run us underclassmen crazy. It's exactly like Hell Week in a fraternity, or you might call it a military school. It's a lot of fun, though, even if I must take quite a bit of ribbing. After four and a half weeks, I'll be an upperclassman, and so we'll take it out on my underclassman. I'm afraid this also means I won't be permitted to see you until I become an upperclassman. I won't have any privileges. It's a shame being so close, but that's the Army. I don't even have any idea when I'll be able to call you, but will do so at my first chance. The barracks here are much nicer. I don't think any place is as bad as Nashville. I was certainly glad to get out of there. Besides, the weather here is beautiful compared to what I left. It was miserable. Having had only an hour's sleep last night, I really won't start my work until Tuesday. That's when classes, drill, and calisthenics will start. Well, it certainly was a disappointment not meeting you last Tuesday. I received both of your wires, and the second one was surely a relief. I was worried terribly about you. I got to the hotel at 5.30 p.m., and when you didn't come by 6.30, I called home. Having no one to answer, I was even more worried. I waited until 8.30 and then had dinner with Jean, who used to work at the Continental Room. He was very nice to me and wouldn't let me pay for a thing. He has the same job there as Mr. Miller has at the Tutwiler. And he tried to console me some, but I was so blue, it wasn't much help. Now it will be another month before I can see you. In the meantime, please write often. My address is Air Cadet Stanley L. Silverfield, F8, Class 43I, Maxwell Field, Alabama. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley wrote 60 days worth of Letters and his streak continues on Sunday, January 31st of 1943. Dearest ones, things are going swell. The weather is beautiful, and I feel like a million dollars. Today, I didn't have to get up until 6.45, and waking up in warm barracks makes it much easier. Tomorrow, though, I'll have to get up at 5.30 for the balance of the week. The food here is much better than that in Nashville only eating it is much different. All underclassmen must sit at the edge of the bench with their eyes fixed on a point and must remain there throughout the meal. I can use only one hand to eat with, and when I want something on the table, I must ask for it in this manner. Sir, does anyone care for the blank? Please pass the blank, sir. This is all done for the benefit of the upperclassmen. Also, when I walk outside, I must walk what they call the rat line. It's an imaginary line and must be walked at 140 paces a minute with the head and eyes straight to the front. I can't walk around a corner but must make a square turn. If I don't adhere to these things, I will be gigged and will have to walk guard tours when I get open post. They really make it tough on you. Classes will start Tuesday. As yet, I don't know what the subjects will be, but I'm ready for anything. At the end of four and a half weeks, I'll be an upperclassman. I know this is very brief, but I'm rushed for time. They don't give you much time off here. Please write soon. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you. Stan. Our hero continues his Maxwell Field letterhead writing on Monday, February 1st of 1943. Dearest ones, tomorrow is the beginning of the hard job ahead. My schedule will be drill, calisthenics, and classes. Also, the upperclassmen will be hard at work making fools out of us. Tonight I took my laundry over to the orderly room and had to go through a bunch of the upperclassmen to get there. Believe me, it was really something. I was never so bothered with such foolish questions. Each question has a particular answer, though there is a lot to remember and to learn. If there is no direct answer to the question, there are only these alternatives, quote, Yes, sir. No, sir no excuse, sir, end quote. Sometimes things seem to be terribly foolish, but there is a point behind it all. It gives you self-confidence and overcomes any inferiority complex. It's the best of training. I forgot to tell you I got paid just before I left Nashville. I only got $18, as it was for only a part of the month. When I get paid again, I'll Send it home for bonds. I won't be able to send my civilian clothes until I become an upperclassman. You needn't send the sweater as the weather is too warm. Don't send any food as we aren't allowed to have food in the barracks. Must polish shoes and brass. We'll write again tomorrow. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley continues his writing on Tuesday. February 9th of 1943. Dearest ones, I was disappointed in not hearing from you today, but since I got two yesterday, I forgive you. Your letters mean so much, and I look forward to them so much that it's quite a letdown when one doesn't come. I know there isn't much news you can send, but just knowing you're safe, secure, and well is all I want. Today I had the final in aircraft recognition. I managed to eke out an 80. I had to identify the different Army, Navy, and British airplanes flashed on a screen at a rate of 30-second intervals. This gave me an average of 83 in the course, which is passing, thank God. Tomorrow I will start another course. As yet, I don't know what it will be. In my math course, I've had three exams with another coming up tomorrow. Test grades were 90, 100, and 100. So far, it is rather simple for me, but I guess it will get more and more difficult as time goes on. Also today, I had a check in my code class. Out of 100 letters, I got 91. This was rather good as I was taking them at almost six words a minute. I hope I'm not bragging too soon. Almost taps, so I must polish the brass and shine my shoes. I'm getting to be an expert at this. I hope I'll hear from you tomorrow. Give my love to Ida. I love you and miss you. Stan. This is the end of Maxwell Field Letters, Part 1. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.